This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. It's Wednesday. We back. It's the conversation, man. We talking about hacking and spying and kids getting shot in the face. Woo! We also talking about that fifteen hundred dollar hurdle. Fifteen hundred. Tune in. In the conversation. Get in it. For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is it. This is in the conversation. This is Damian Lemon, I'm your host, and as always, on my right hand side, I got. El Ejecutivo, el Capitán, el Coronel Profesor, Alcalde, eh, Abogado. Vladimir Camaño. Yeah, it was like 16 bars on that one. Hola, huh? mother. You know? <laughs> and on my left hand side, I got. You got the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad, up in here. How y'all doing? <laughs> What's good, fella? What's popping with y'all? Everything cool. All right. What's popping with you? I'm chilling. I'm What's chilling. What's popping with you, Vlad? Man, we are out here in uh, Broom Closet Studios. Yeah. Yeah, LA. What's happening to y'all out there listening? We out here at the sunshine. I'm looking at my window. I got a little patio. I got some trees. No. Um, it's beautiful out here, man. What's it like over there? It's not too it's, bad. It's actually kind of beautiful. Oh, okay. It's right. about 60 degrees. You it know look, what I'm saying? Sun out. Look, that whole L.A. weather stunt and shit don't work no more. No, it's spring now. Nah. That oh, was global that's, warming. That's the, sound, that's the sound of bitterness. Nah. nah. That's the sound, that's of, the sound of being bitter. That's the sound you know, of bitterness. That argument, that argument don't work no more. Nah, man. Nah, play. That's the sound of a torn ozone layer. <laughs> yeah, that shit don't that mean nothing. True, it's fucking that 81. It was 80 degrees last earlier in the week. Winter is finished. Five more years for winter. I think it's going to be over. <laughs> Winter is canceled. I think I think winter's gonna be real, real D- mild. D limit canceled winter. I'm just saying, <laughs> winter winter's real sometimey right now. Winter like that motherfucker. You know the person that you know sometimey. Sometimes you speak to somebody, they speak back, and then sometimes they don't. Yeah, I got that's how winter I got is. A cat like that on my block. Yeah, it's always a cat like that on your, and it's always weird. It's always weird because you're like, are we going? Are we are <laughs> yeah. we speaking? Are we speaking today or yeah. not? Fuck clown that. I gotta um. <laughs> Yeah, I got somebody like that in my building, and it is some bullshit. Because <laughs> it, it's like getting caught for, like, you know, motherfuckers do the pump fake, right. and you die for the ball, or they cross you over. It's the right. same shit. You're like, oh, I think we're going to speak. And, and then it'd be that that Fuck that man. motherfucker right there is the one you that always be on the block when you hit the block. Mm. Like, always be coming down while you coming down. Your like, old block chemistry. No, nobody else. Y'all on the same schedule. Yeah, that happens. That's funny. What's wrong with this nigga? <laughs> Vlad, what are you doing in the background? Nothing. I'm listening to you. Oh, it sounds sound like you like sound like you're some wind. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, there's no that. wind. I'm literally indoors. It's not a ounce of wind on, It might be on the headphone side of things. We're gonna have to pull that out of there. It sound like somebody got the TV like on the beach. On the wrong channel and shit. <laughs> channel three ass. <laughs> anyway, uh what's good with y'all fellas? How you doing? Everything is great, man. Just you know, trying to stay sane. Uh in the midst of so much going on. What's going on? What's, what's so much? 
You on a side note already? You didn't even start the main yeah, note. Where, 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 well, the, the main note, note. The, the, main, the, note. The, the main note is, I'll say the main note. I did see, uh, I saw Logan last week. Well, what okay. was the side note? What was you about to say? Wait, wait, wait. Well, so much is, going on, I'm trying to stay sane. And are you talking about a movie? Right, yeah, or? Well, no, you said so much going on on the side note. What? Well, you know, I'm always, uh, I'm always looking to, uh, for ways to enhance my life. You know, I got a little bit of money now. Okay. And, uh, I got a new water bottle. Well, I ordered it today. I'm looking at it right now on my screen. I ordered a water bottle. Yeah. That's connected to, that's connected to Bluetooth to my phone. Okay, what's that do? And it tells you it tells you how much water you're drinking. Yeah, all right. We stopped the conversation for this. How much that, that type that's of shit why, costs? That's why, that's why, well, how much does that cost? cost? How much does that a thousand cost? Thousand dollars. Who? I heard that. A thousand dollars? A thousand thousand dollars. A what? You said, speak fathom, on. Thousand dollars. Five hundred dollars? No, a uh, thousand. Sounds like a thousand dollars for no, Bluetooth. No, forty-seven. Forty-seven dollars. Oh well, it's say forty-seven dollars. All right, but still. No, I didn't want. I didn't want the judgment. I mean, you already set yourself up for I mean, judgment. Thousand dollars. You was about to get the ultimate judgment. Absolutely. Okay. But not even that. You you want the attention. You say in the context yeah. is I'm getting money. I'm now. getting I'm spending money. money. So don't be afraid to say this is the money I'm spending. You know what I'm saying, Young Jeezy Vlad. Well, that, you it's know, high, hindsight is twenty-twenty. You got to say that now stunting. because I, I set it up this way. Yeah. There's no such thing as modest stunting. I'm just a young DR nigga with a big ass chain. You know? <laughs> so, so that was the side note. So that's the only thing that it tells you is like, yo, how many cups of water you had? Was what else does it do? Well no, so it also warns you. So it has a light built into the water bottle. Uh-huh. And it flashes when you're not hitting your water uh um allotment. Oh. Uh, okay. So <laughs> well, what if that shit And you needed that? I didn't need it that, but I think is I drink so much coffee, man. Right. And this is just this is straight up. I drink so much coffee that I forget to drink water sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You put sugar in your coffee? Like, no, I drink my coffee either straight espresso or with a little bit of milk. But straight straight espresso is supposed to count as water. Who told you that? I don't think so, man. That's the thing, Ali. That's a good point. But I'm just the, saying the I just heard it from a nutritionist, a real one, not a fake one. But uh-uh. you know, go ahead. No, wait, wait, wait. Who's speaking no, know, to but, fake but nutritionists? That no, sounds like I a shot. No, it wasn't. Taking a shot at nobody. I'm just uh, telling y'all I didn't make that up. Okay. Somebody told me that. Oh, that's a but go ahead. Well, because uh, the conversation is mixed on that because I did read up on this. Uh-oh. And some people believe that, that it is a form of water. Mm-hmm. And then you have a whole nother camp mm-hmm. that says, hey, it's actually a diuretic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, um, so I, I don't know. I don't know where the truth lies. I do know that for me, when I drink coffee, I do end up uh, pissing more. Mm-hmm. Um, Same so I was like, water. you know what? I got to figure out a way to get my water. So this, this bottle, um, I'll put a link up on the, uh, the Facebook page. You have to charge um, the bottle? The bottle lasts, uh, six months. It uses a, a, a like a small battery. And then what happened? You got to buy a new and battery? And then you, you got a new battery. But it's the cheap ones. It's the little small round ones. You get, you get them at CVS for like 15, for like 10 bucks. Yo, be careful with these bottles, man. I'm trying to tell you. They ain't got no solar power version. I don't know. My lady got a, one of them little thermos type bottles. She mm-hmm. been into it for a while. Like it'll keep the the water cold for like eleven hours or hot for eleven right, hours. Right, right, right. And I don't trust that shit. And it wasn't. I, I don't. I don't. I just. I'm weird about that type of shit. But that don't. That don't require technology. Like it could. <laughs> it is some type of technology. Yeah, but I'm just saying it ain't like you got to charge it up and put a battery in it. Um, <clears throat> but sometimes you don't need a battery to get 
you know, get some bullshit. It could be some shit that they line the bottle with or whatever. I'm weird about certain things. What about you know, old I'm school thermos? I, I'm in an old school thermos. They cool. They got the little fucking nostalgia element to them. No, but, but they honestly, kept their shit warm for, you know, maybe not 11 hours, but, but you know what I'm saying, until you went to lunch. Yeah, but it felt like this shit feels a little... A little more slick than an old school thermos. An old school thermos, it was it was kind of cheaply made. It wasn't. I mean, maybe this was because it was for kids. <laughs> now they had some real thermos. They had some good ones. What I'm talking about, the old school ones that come with the lunchbox, with the top, with the cup at the top, with the little spout <laughs> that get all sugared out, whatever type of bullshit you right, eat, and if you don't clean it up enough. And then it starts smelling weird. That's why I don't fuck with thermoses anyway, because when you open it up, there's a funky little moldy smell See, you know, the to the new them. joints, because I got one of them new joints. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying, I got it at a, you know, one of my clients, they were, I was shooting this shit, and then it's like a tech company, so they had these fly-ass water bottles, and then my dude who was shooting with me is like, yo, you need to get one of them shits. Them shits right there cost about $50. Yeah. <laughs> he might have to flash it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? But... It ain't like it's not it's thin. It ain't like it got no thick ass shit. It's just the way it's sealed. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just, the top is smaller. Right. And then it got the you know rubber seal to it, so right. that shit seal in real good. So I'm not sure if it's a lining in the bottle. That's what I'm saying. Other than that, I it's just know. sealed tight. The water know? cancer ass shit. I be careful. <laughs> be careful. I'm just fucking with the Polar Spring bottle. You know, I'm I'm a hypochondriac. There was this whole shit. I still get into little. The little, you know, like the the hood anxieties where, for instance, the Poland Spring Waters, I don't know if you noticed this, but back in the day, if you mm-hmm. look at Poland Springs, if you buy your Poland Spring at the bodega, mm-hmm. there's like a red line around that shit that mm-hmm. only seen when you buy them in the hood. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with oh, the yeah. little red line? Is this... Is this Unfiltered water? Is this some different type of filters? The, the this, old shit. You know what I mean? You see what? Fuck no, that, that was a, it. Was a thing where they were saying they was dropping off the old sodas right. to the you know that people that supply to the hood, the hood shit. Yeah. So you know, secondhand water. All that shit. shit. I don't trust none of that shit at the bodega. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like like they got down. Hey. Now you know I already seen a special on the rubbers out the bodega. Well, nah, I ain't hear about this. Though they got selling fake magnums and all that shit. Fake magnums and shit like that. Fake Newports and everything. They faking it out. But the the shit that really like threw me all the way, you know what I'm saying, go back to our starch conversation. I went and bought some Niagara out the bodega. Right. Man, that shit was some bullshit. That shit wasn't the real shit, man. Really? That shit was not the real shit, man. That shit was like watered down as Niagara. How much money you think you make it off a of fake Niagara? Though? I don't give a fuck. It ain't the real. It ain't the shit you get at the other store. But I feel it like- might be some. It might be outdated Niagara or the or the, the. It won. It didn't perform like the real shit. Now let me ask you this because that I do remember when you talked about your starch game. I didn't think you was a Niagara cat. It sounded like you no, was cooking I mean, crack when you was doing your... You were mixing That was starch back in the day. I'm not doing all that so shit now. do you demand more from starch than the average man? I know what starch supposed to do. Uh-huh. And this, I know the difference between the the starch you make up yourself. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the 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 starch that come in the aerosol, aerosol can, the uh-huh. Niagara shit. Yeah. And I know that shit, what I got at the bodega... Didn't add up to nothing. Uh, okay. Well, long story short, Vlad, be careful with that water bottle, man. That shit might. Be- well, I think. Well, I think. Well, listen. I just put the post up on the Facebook page. I just, I just put the link up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'll do is, once I get the bottle, I'll actually put up like a little, you know, like a minute review of it. I'll show it to the to the people. Mm-hmm. 
But the larger conversation is um, tag the FDA on that too. Make sure. <laughs> Hilarious. Get that. Get that shit looked um, at. So, so the the larger there's, there's actually there's a there's a term for this, and I could be wrong. Um, I think it's called transhumanism. Mm. And transhumanism is when you use technologies to enhance human capabilities. Mm-hmm. Mm. And these are the first signs of this. So, like, we're using technology to to basically update what we can do ourselves, but this makes it more sophisticated, so what? to speak. Keep water warm? Um, well, for example, no, keep, not keep water warm. This bottle actually sinks to your phone and to your Fitbit, and it'll say, hey, you're not drinking enough water. This is how much you drank. You got to drink now. This is how much you got to drink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have we have a thirst mechanism. We have a thirst mechanism for that, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't with all that shit, really, myself, man. Like, like D ain't with the water bottle with the uh-huh. tech, techno water bottles, right? I ain't with all that watch telling me and phone telling me what the fuck to do shit. You know you ain't paid your bills. <laughs> fuck you, Jack. We're going to float down well, I mean, this week. That's the third lie you told today. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, you look at a pace you you look, you look at a pacemaker for example, right? Right. Um this, this this movement some people say it's almost unavoidable like there's even conversations now about uh in the future we're going to have like nanobots in our body. Yeah, see. And like little, they, they would enhance our immune system, so they would kill cancers, they would kill viruses and stuff like that. So like, these are the early forms of it, but like, yeah, but I, I hear your anxiety, but like, yeah, but I ain't got no virus now, I ain't got cancer right. now. So shit, what the fuck I need a nanobot for? Right, man, come on. So I'm telling you, I'm just saying, shit. like, you know, it's, it's I ain't it's trying to live forever, no way. Then go go to the Apple Store for the checkup. That's where you gonna. That's the new clinic, man. You call it. Shit, you gonna shit, you gonna outlive your money fucking around with all this shit. Yeah. I know, I know, but I mean, your your phone is basically a secondary brain in some respects. I, I understand that. Well, it's interesting that you said that there's a Denzel. You know, Denzel been on, Denzel damn near 5% woke, woke, on that. Woke Denzel. This motherfucker is the wokest ever. <laughs> <laughs> he on, <laughs> I don't know, woke Denzel, Denzel. Yo, I heard a rumor. I heard a, ru- I heard a rumor that him and Maxine Roberts are going on tour. They should, they should woke. That is the those two. They woke as fuck. But anyway, Denzel said something in this BBC interview to your point or to your point where he was like, "Are you using your device or is, is your device, device using, using you?" you? <laughs> it is. You know what I'm saying? They use oh, the whole. You know how you you work in media shit. This shit is all about motherfucking. Well, <laughs> being all in your shit and, and having them eyeballs and yeah. subscribers and customers. Absolutely, because huh? it's all yes they metricing the fuck out of That's you. That's all this shit is. That phone ain't nothing but you know what I'm saying. You pay forty seven dollars to for, let to a company know that you drink four pints of water a day. So now watch you go. You gonna get some water adverts all in your inbox. Hey, well, watch walking around with a Nielsen box in your pocket. The other thing is. I think you just got to be aware, you know, because that's the thing, like, you saying transhumanism is going to make you, this bottle is going to, since you feel as though you're neglecting your thirst gland or whatever, this little beep or whatever it's giving you is going to tell you, yo, yo, drink some more water. But the other thing about that is you could tune that shit out too. It's about being yeah. aware. It's about being one with yourself. Okay, my skin is dry or, you know, my throat is, you know what I mean? Like, let me go drink some water or let me go buy a six pack of waters. And I bought the six pack of waters on Wednesday and now it is fucking Friday. It is fucking four. So that means I only drank two waters. So now you know, you know, you could be aware. 
But the other was another point I was gonna fucking make about some shit. But uh, uh well, anyway. you would remember the point. You remember the point if you were enhanced. Absolutely, maybe that's the <laughs> thing. Not oh enough, no, but that's you, gotta, other... you gotta put the shit in your phone for you to remember. Uh, the shit. No, but that's uh, that's uh, the uh, stupid uh, as fuck. That's the other thing. Not transhumanism, uh, but convenience. I'm noticing that's what they selling you on convenience to get all your information. The shit you already got. Everything, but all of that shit. Like I'm looking at um. You know, it's funny because as paranoid as I am, I got other friends that are even more paranoid, right? So they like, I got a friend of mine that's like, oh, you did the, you did the TSA pre-check? You on a list. First of all, we all on a list. Yeah, we all on a fucking list. now they got the new shit clear mm. when I think you, they scan your iris or something or your mm. fingerprint. I don't really want to give them all of that information. They got that shit from your phone. They, I don't do their phone shit. It don't matter. They still can read your shit. You think because you ain't turning on, they can't read your shit? My to my, my fingerprint? Yeah. I don't know. They actually WikiLeaks just released nine thousand CIA documents that they found and it's yeah. like a host of shit like that where mm-hmm. they they could hack into like Samsung TVs that appear off. Oh, listen, I heard they're, they're listening. Yeah. They're listening. Listen, they're listening. listen, man. Listen, man. I, I ain't gonna say who told me. Uh oh. <laughs> I ain't no snitch. But anything that's digital, that yeah. say digital can be turned on remotely. Or it can be used while you think it's off. I believe Period. that shit. I believe that. You know what I'm saying? Period. So all that shit you ain't going to get till I mean, shit. Somebody got it. Apple got the shit already. Well, I'd rather than take it <laughs> rather than me volunteer or paying to give it to him. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because I, I put the little shit on my phone. Uh-huh. And this shit bugs me out every time I use it because you could just do half your fucking, you know what I'm saying, just the corner of your motherfucking thumb and that shit still come up. Oh, you put your fingerprint yeah, on there? Yeah, I put that shit on there. Really? Hell yeah. I got tired of typing all the numbers and shit. <sighs> you do the fingerprint? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I do the fingerprint. I do, I do the fingerprint. Really? I mean, I ain't. Tri- I already know that motherfucker. That's how shit. they get us. The next shit, shit the reader already in there. Peer every pressure. time you touch, every time you touch that shit, your fingerprint going in the shit anyway. Yeah, but I, well, I, I think I didn't just I, think cl- I didn't a, sign off. I'm taking that to court. Levels. There's multiple levels to this conversation when we're talking about transhumanism, right? Because on the, on the one aspect, we're already using it. The fact, a GPS is a version of that. We're right. using a, a technological device to help us navigate the world, right? Absolutely. Whereas before, we used maps. So I think it makes technology... Sense. Go ahead, keep going. Technology has different forms, right? But like, I think to Chris, is, what Chris is talking about in terms of the, wire, the, the, the hacking and all that, mm-hmm. um, the issue is not whether the Big Brother's watching, right? Uh, the conversation is... Is the legal system robust enough to protect us in the event that they are watching? Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, no. we didn't. I don't think we introduced that. that we talked about that off mic, so you got to set that up, the whole hacking. Said Chris. No, he, just said, he just said Ricky Leaks. He just said, he just said yeah, it. I, oh, said I thought you talked about the Trump yeah, thing. See, Damien, if you had enhancement, right. you would have heard. True indeed. You're right. But, but you the legal. Say that. But, but the problem is that the legal system has already put in provisions for them to do it even more as opposed to protect you. So, well, who the fuck we waiting the, on to protect it, us? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, like, say, say if someone hacks your phone and they find some naked pictures, right? So uh-huh. Whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the issue is not that they found it. The issue is how that information is being used, and you have enough legal authority to say, hey, it's, it's not right. Uh, you can't do that. And then you're protected, right? Against like each said, other, not from them. Right. Because, like you said, Big Brother's already watching, right? When you step outside, there's cameras, there's people taping on Snapchat, like, what is private anymore, right? Right. So the only protection we have is a is a legal, is a strong enough legal, uh, you know, uh, institution that says, hey, you have that information, but you can't manipulate it for these for these means, you know. And as long as that boundary's there, then that's all we got. 
Yeah, but we ain't got that. Because then at the end of the day, Big Brother say, yeah, we got that. But then if we want to fuck with you, we we could do it. Because, shit, if we right. got any kind of idea that you, you know what I'm saying, might even be, we might think. We could go right. right in your shit and stop your money. You know what I'm saying? Stop your bank. Tap your phone. All that shit. That shit is a law that y'all motherfuckers voted for and passed through. Hmm. When y'all signed yeah, up you know, on the Patriot Act, that's what that shit is. There's also a big uh, thing that they're building in Bluff. It's Bluffdale, Utah, I think, mm-hmm. where they're saving their goals to save all of the information that they collect. Oh, I heard. So it's not even that necessarily in the moment when they collect something, but right. if you do something or they deem you did something later down the road, right. now they have all the information on you right. saved somewhere, you know, and that's exactly. another big issue. They got all the shit. Damn shame. You got to, I guess you got to move as though you're not, you know, move as though you're being taped, but even still, you get comfortable and you say the wrong thing at some point. There's, yeah, but, but, but I mean, but that ain't, do the that, wrong thing. It ain't your real day-to-day worry. Like, you ain't running around committing crimes and doing shit, but you know what I'm saying? The shit is there if they need it. It's not even just even about crimes. It's just so much information that you just volunteer in the conversation that, you don't want everybody to have. You know what I mean? Like you could be talking about you could be talking about health shit with somebody in your family. Now somebody in the government knows something about your health shit. You could be talking about your well, credit shit. Good shit. They, yeah. They are they on your ass now. That's what I'm saying. They I mean, already gonna get all that shit. I guess yeah, I guess there yeah. is no ignorance is there bliss. is no privacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't. There, there, that's guess. the thing. Because if, if they, they want they, the information, they're they gonna get the they shit. They're gonna get it. They yeah. might not yeah. use yeah. it, but yeah. this might be a motherfucker listening to all your shit. Oh shit. Right. They, if, D, if, don't if, don't if say that shit. D. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> dog, don't do it, man. People are caring to me about some shit I said on the podcast. I'm like, how you know that shit? They like I heard it on the podcast. Oh, all right, true. Got a microphone right here. Exactly. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, you got your your agent up in the motherfucking agency listening to your shit. Yeah, yeah people are listening. Watching your shit like a soap opera. D. D. Don't do that. Don't do it, dog. <laughs> but they can't tell you. It's too late. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, so privacy is a thing of the... Now, what I find Privacy played is, out with Winner. I think privacy played yeah, out earlier winner. than Winner. <laughs> Way earlier. Cancel oh. privacy and Winner. Now it's about... You it. know, it's like... It's like, do we use, but then, so we, we, we accept the reality and then we say, hey, um, do we then say, hey, you know what? I accept the fact that my privacy is being manipulated, but I'm going to try to use this for the best of my advantage. I guess, but that's so much to think about. It's, it's almost to, your, to the point now, we don't even know how, how your privacy is infringed upon. You don't even know where to look. So you just have to assume that your privacy infringed upon, right? So it's not even hard. It's, there's no real game plan to play that to your own advantage if you don't have all the information. Like if somebody said, this is how we're recording you, and only this, this is what we're getting, we're getting this information, we're getting that information, because every time you do this and every time you do that, we tapping it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so now I know when I'm over here and I'm over here, I'm being tapped. But even that could be a diversion to make you think that you're all good when you're right here. Listen, dog, when I talk on the phone to somebody and I say, yo, I'm fuck around. I'm gonna get this particular lens right here, blah blah blah, and then I log in fucking Facebook, yep. and that ad is sitting up there. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Scared. I've seen the motherfuckers. Email. This shit is crazy. I never seen the phone thing. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? This shit is crazy. I don't bro. trust Facebook. I've never trusted <laughs> you know Facebook, but I'm too far in. It's like the Facebook. You know what I'm saying? You 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 do one thing over here, and you go over here, and the shit following you across the internet. Yep. Yeah. It's like what the fuck. So all this shit is out, man. 
This shit's out here crazy, man. So, so I only yeah, assume so like, that we getting motherfucking listened to and tapped at all fucking times on these fucking uh, Google boxes and shit. Well, listen, if you're listening, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend and even an enemy <laughs> to get in the conversation. So, you know, it's a, so it's a weird it's a weird thing. And then, like, um, the conversation is particularly important right now because Trump is being a little slick about it. Mm. Um, you know, Trump just accused Obama of the wiretap. Right. And then to what, you know, what Chris just talked about, this Monday is a WikiLeaks drop that the CIA has access to people's, you know, phones and whatever, right? Right. Which we knew. Mm-hmm. But I think what's happening is there is a manipulated distrust of our intelligence community. Mm. So that you don't trust anything and you become just completely cynical. Yeah, if you allow yourself to. I mean, right. So same, same with the water bottles. Like, do you become so cynical that you reject you reject all forms of it? Right. 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 Until it inconveniences you. you. No, you just right. You just move and don't give a fuck. That's one thing you could you could adopt that you could adopt the don't give a fuck shit. But it's tough to truly not give a fuck. It's tough. It is. But shit, I'm actually trying to read. I'm reading a book called uh, How Not to Give a Fuck. It is. It's true, but it's true. Like to really think about it, like to to not give a fuck about anything. No, it's not anything. But it's like some of that shit you just have to let go. You can't be thinking about that shit all day, every day. You know what I mean? You know they on your bumper. You know what I'm saying? Shit, what you gonna do? You keep fucking moving. They just shit. Yeah, yeah. You you gotta live in in spite of all of that. You know, motherfuckers who out here wilding, they ain't giving a fuck. They going on about they wilding. Yeah. So I'm going go on about my getting. Fuck them. So is it is it is it indifference, Ali? What is it? I don't know what it, I don't know what it's called, man. But at a certain point, when you know they there and and they show you they there and they on your, and you, you know what I'm saying? And when you make moves and they show you that, oh yeah, we we all in your shit. What it's, you gonna do? It's just compartmentalizing that you, feeling. You gonna push that shit over to the side and keep it fucking moving. Oh, oh, you ain't. Oh, so you ain't gonna let me send the goddamn Western Union. All right, then fuck it. I had to go send this shit PayPal. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, oh, you this is okay. You know what I mean? You gonna fuck with me at the airport. Let me get that motherfucker two hours early. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Let me not play with these motherfuckers because I know they on my bumper. Yeah. <laughs> it's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because you sit with it. Because you sit with it. It's almost <laughs> like you, you try not to give a fuck. But you still give a fuck because yeah, because it's you. But what you gonna do? No, I'm just saying. But that's that's my point. You, you don't not give a fuck. It's just it's just now you got to deal with. It. It's kind of like it. You embrace it. Like not embrace. It's not an embrace. Well, it, is, it has to be an embrace it's if you're a, coming to the airport two hours early because I know I got to get to my money. So right. I'm not finna miss my flight. Fucking around with these people. Right. I'm gonna go ahead, go get in my mouth. Go ahead, stand there, go through the shit. Going on about my business. But my point is, you know what to but I'm, expect. But I'm not finna get mad about the shit. I'm not finna be all in the huff and the puff. You know what I'm saying? I'm not finna <clears throat> give them none of that shit. I'm gonna come and I'm not I'm gonna just do my thing. Yeah. You know? But you still getting there I mean, early. You, That's my point. Like so my point, let me Not finish. giving a fuck don't mean I'm gonna just go there late and then try the system. That's like that's 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 retarded. Well, that's my point, that, that you still give a fuck. Now, I give a fuck about my business. I don't give a fuck about these people. Uh, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I, that's that's all I'm saying. I, I give a fuck about getting where I'm trying to go. I ain't no damn fool. Yeah. Well, my argument would be you. I I feel like you got to embrace it because you know what it is. It's like, for instance, Vlad, you could probably uh, you could probably relate with this shit. When you do comedy, right? There's always right. the the chance your ass could get booed, get heckled. It could not go your way. It could be a terrible fucking set. But you got to do that shit in spite of because you're a comedian. Right. At this point, that's what you got to go ahead and do. Like, so it just becomes part of the job. It don't. It don't really mean as though I don't give no fuck about it. It's just that I've embraced that part of what it is. It's like right. when I fly, there might be some turbulence, so I'm kind of anticipating the flight to be. If the shit is bumpy, it's not surprising. You know what I mean? That's my point. Right. But sometimes if you if you you're a comedian, and and you know that booing is a motherfucking a potential. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would think that you would prepare yourself if that if you in that situation, you might have some different kinds of things that you do to get up out of. It. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that you just don't care about getting booed, but you prepare yourself so when the motherfucker boo you, it ain't no motherfucking thing. Because you, all right, I got this out, I got this out. And some people might prepare a little differently than you prepare. Some people might, you know what I'm saying, prepare in a way that I ain't got to worry about that shit. But that's my point. You don't prepare for some shit you don't give a fuck about. That's my point. Like the point, like you said, like what I'm saying, we on the same place. I'm saying you got to embrace it on a certain level because you know what to deal with. The fact that you saying, yo, I got to get to the spot two hours early because I know they're going to be fucking with me. The reason that you get in there two hours early is because you think they're going to be fucking with you. But this, see, this, I mean, we we talking semantics right now. We we arguing semantics. It's not, you know what I'm saying, we we not arguing the same thing sometimes. So I'm not arguing the fact that I know I got to get where I got to go. Mm-hmm. I'm prepared for all that comes with me getting where I got to go. So I'm not, I'm not giving these people, no, I'm, I'm giving, I'm not giving them what they want when they looking for the, when they looking for the, you know, psychological profile. I'm definitely not giving them that. I'm giving them. I don't, I don't care about what you want. I don't care about you being in my business. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about none of that. I'm going to give you all the information you need, and that's it. And I'm going to go on about my way. Yeah. Same thing when a motherfucking police stop me. You know what I'm saying? It ain't that I'm going to disrespect him because I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if he he all on my bumper trying to, you know what I'm saying, profile me. Here go all this paperwork, man, because my credentials are straight. You know what I'm saying? Do your damn job. I got a, I got a job to do. You do yours, man. Yeah. And that's that's that's... That's the attitude you kind of take because it's like you know it's coming. You know they got a job to do. So you prepare yourself and, you know what I'm saying, you try to get the, your job that you got to do. And I think yeah, we just we – it is a semantics thing because I think we both saying the same thing on a certain level. I but, think give – I just – I yeah, fuck it. I, I, give a fuck, go, I give a fuck about my situation. I don't give a fuck about their job they got to do. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. Well um, – what yeah, else go is going on? What's cracking with you? What you give a fuck about, Vlad? I give, I give, a, I give a lot of. Uh, uh, I, was, I saw Logan, man. Did you? What you think, man? I, I got to tell you, man. I it was it was too long. It was too long. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say that up front. Okay. But it was great. Too long, but it was great. Um, they could have trimmed at least ten to twenty minutes out of that. Uh-huh. But other than that, um, I think Deadpool and Logan definitely set a standard for the way uh, the rated R label is used in telling the, telling the superhero story. Right, okay. In what way? I thought the, I thought the violence just, I thought the violence really grounded, grounds the movie. Uh-huh. Because, let's, let's face it, superheroes are killing people. Let's not try to sugarcoat it. Right. 
you know, when you got when you got Batman out there, you got the Avengers like there's blood involved. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And I think when it when they show it that way, it shows you the responsibility of having these powers. Like, yo, I'm killing people. Right. So when you when you have to have violence that graphic on on screen, uh-huh. the story has to justify it. Yeah. And I think when you merge those two together, it just makes a more believable a more believable film experience. As opposed to what other films? As opposed to like having it be like magical realism, like okay. you know they kind of they show the death, but they don't really show it. Mm-hmm. So when it's like that, the, the the stakes don't have to be so high. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't show how graphic how how graphic a decision this guy's actually making to kill somebody. I see what you're saying. So you're saying like when you watch some of these shits, they getting hit with lasers and phasers, and they just ee, 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 and they like phase out, but they don't they don't bleed out. There was a lot of bleeding it it out, look, Logan. It makes it look like, 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 like a game almost. Like it's like it's like a video game. Like, but when you have blood on blood on the screen, it's like, oh, this dude actually made a significant choice, and this is the gore of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I thought the shit was too gory. I felt like they I, was, I thought it was no, it was real, man. It made the stakes so much higher. I guess I felt like to which up to that point about Deadpool before Logan, they had a preview of Deadpool, right? And some guys getting robbed or whatever. And and fucking Deadpool's like, oh shit! All right, let me let me get into attack. Let me let me get ready and go rescue this guy. So he goes into the phone booth trying to do a Superman quick change, but he's taking mad long. The phone booth got phone booths. Well, that's part of the joke too. But like the phone booth is wild. It's too too tight for him to really manipulate. Take off pants, put on pants. So you see him struggling and shit. And in the midst of all of that, the guy gets killed. Bow, gets shot, and lo- and Deadpool finally gets dressed, goes to the scene, and the guy's just sitting there bleeding out. And then Deadpool basically lays down. Guy got shot in the side. He's bleeding out. Deadpool lays down, puts his head on the cat's stomach while the dude's bleeding out and just takes a nap. And that's the the preview for it. I'm like, all right. You know, like, I don't want to be the old guy, but I'm like, yeah, damn. Like, you done shot this motherfucker and it's so, you, you treated it so packed. Like, it, it's not, like, part of, it's that straddle. It's kind of like, we know it's all violence. But when the violence, because I almost, I almost tweeted some shit like, I ain't seen kids, this, I ain't seen kids around violence like this in Sandy Hook. Like, it's blood all over the place. There's a bunch of fucking little kids putting in work, killing motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And America's weird with violence. You know what I mean? We got to kind of find out where we are with it, because... For a while, it used to be like, okay, it could be violence, but let's not include the kids, or let's not bring the kids, or let's make this a rated R, because we don't want the kids. What about the kids? But then now the kids is indulging in the violence, and the fucking kid is just as fucking raw as Logan is, the grown-ass man. Like, they killing like a motherfucker. And Shorty was ill. It was it was cool for cinema, mm-hmm. but I'm also an adult. You know what I mean? It was cool for cinema. And you think it was what? Irresponsible? It, I mean, I could see how somebody could make that that uh, that argument. I could see how to the point where magical realism looks like one thing, right? Like I haven't seen, uh, like like if you watch, yeah, like the shit look like when you see her little uh, adamantium claws, the shits don't look like no shit that you could just tape a motherfucking screwdriver to your shit and cack out. Like, they look crude. They didn't even look like how Wolverine shit's a little stylized. They, they, her shit looked like she was in jail shanking motherfuckers. Like, it looked crazy. And it was what it was. It was, you know, it, it was, 
It's an interesting. It was a cool movie right. to see, but I could also see a young kid getting hype because I remember being a young kid getting hype off of shit. And you went and did shit like that. I did a lot of dumb shit. I never fucking took a screwdriver, taped it to my thing, and put it through nobody's jaw. But I definitely made fake weapons and and like and like fake bomb, like dumb shit, destructive shit. To the mm. point to to this day, I still feel like I got some karma. When I park my car around certain spots, I'll be like, ah, somebody gonna get me. You know mm. what I mean? It's just it is because I did some shit. I was a destructive ass kid. Right, and you yeah. you learned that from movies. I didn't learn. I mean, I don't know where I learned it from. I don't know if I didn't learn it from movies. I was, listen, I always could think, and I always had, there would be somebody about like that. I understood right and wrong. Right, I understood right, right. right and wrong. I'm not see Dolores Tucker in or no shit like that. I'm not trying to blame <laughs> the media. I'm not trying to be that guy. Maybe that's why I said I might be getting older. But to that point, like there was even points in the movie where, and I don't know if you agree with this, Vlad, there was one point. Well, I forget who they had on the floor, but like all of the little kids was using their powers. And some of them powers were so CGI'd. And some of them kids, they still little kids. It looked silly. Like it, it, it even, like it just, it was like a, like the fucking Bad News Bears all had powers and shit. And I, I mean, I guess it was cool to make it look like all types of kids are here. There was a little fat black kid. It was like a little, you know what I mean? Like, but some of the shits looked like Snapchat filters. The CGI was a little whack. But it was just, it was, it was, it was silly and it felt like it was just, wow, it was a little gratuitous on my to my mind. I felt like, and then I did to your point, Vlad, I did think the shit was a little too long too. But I only paid It was too long. Only paid yeah. five dollars to see it, so I might not appreciate it as much as everybody else. I was in Peoria and they had shit for five dollars, and that was the that was the win. Five dollars <laughs> plus two dollars for a small popcorn and a small soda. They got seven dollars. I wanted to take a photo because I knew I was gonna get some miles out of that story in the northern in New York City of all places. Like, yo, I see Logan, fucking seven dollars on the opening weekend. Shit was beautiful. But anyway, go ahead, Vlad. You so I saying? Think, uh, well, I think I think well, you know. There's so many things, so much going on with this because, like, you know, it, it is a superhero movie, but in some ways, it was like a western the way it was told. Right. Um, but you know, I, also you, you got to remember that Marvel's in competition, not in competition, but they're they're they're, they're dominating the superhero genre. Right. Um. So the fact that they're pushing the envelope mm-hmm. on what a superhero movie looks like, yeah, is also a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that the movies are so violent now, right. Deadpool, what I think it does is that, again, it pushes the writers to come up with significant stories that have to justify the violence. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> what You see how the, the little girl in Logan was right. killing people, right? Right. And, I mean, because she's like over Wolverine, so she got adamantium, so she got healing power, so I guess right. she could respond. But if one of them, one of those people that she was killing, they pulled out a gun and shot her in the face. And it was blood all over. She's a fucking eight-year-old girl. Would that fly? It would only fly again. It's all in the writing. It would only fly if the writing justifies the act. Hmm. So in this case, it wouldn't justify because she would heal from it. You shoot in the face, then she would heal from the, the bullet wound. Mm-hmm. But because you have, this is a great point, because you're even questioning that outcome, mm-hmm. it's now on the writer to create a story that justifies you feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Well, she's killing people. It's all fair love and war. Like, if somebody is killing, like, they killing 
people. Everybody's getting killed. Like, the thing was, the kids was killing adults, but none of the adults was killing the kids, right? Nobody, I mean, they was throwing the kids around, but it never got as bloody as when, like you said, to your point where the shit, like you would see people being bled out or whatever. You didn't see that happen to the kid. Not that I'm saying I wouldn't see the kids get killed, but I'm just saying, like, if you bring that into the thing, like, it, it's a, it's almost still back to the whole magical realism where we got to suspend the thing. Well, they could kill them, but, you know, it's just... Well, no, they took time out during a certain portion to talk about how the kids were being genetically tested and manipulated, right. you know? Right. So, and that's, that's one way of looking at the conversation. Like, they, they did do some fucked up shit to the kids. Right, okay. Um, they were being under these, these quote-unquote cancer tests, but it ended up being, they were trying to be, you know, make genetic freaks out of them. Okay. But I'm excited for this violent era because I remember, this goes back to Bruce Lee for me. Right. You know, Bruce Lee used to hate those magical kung fu movies. He said, this is not how violence happens in the real world. Right. <laughs> That's why Enter the Dragon was so impactful. That's why Fist of Fury was so impactful. Because he was operating in direct contradiction to all those martial arts movies where everybody was flying. Mm. And he was like, this is BS. Like, he, Bruce Lee said, no one fights like this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm excited for this chapter of... of of writing because the writers, because you, you, you got to have a good story if you're going to have that level of violence. You can't just have violence like that, just people killing each other for no reason. Right. And that's cool. I think that's great. I think, I, think, I think it's really great right now. I think it's really great for the, for the industry and the stories we're going to tell. Um, you know, I haven't seen, uh, it's a totally different genre, but from what I, what I understand, you know, uh, Get Out also employs some graphic images as well. Is that right, D? We briefly talked about it. Yeah, but now I don't think nothing. It's a little bit, yeah, but, but a little it's, bit. It's, it's some, get out a horror movie though. Yeah, get out's a horror movie, which is supposed to be violent. Eh? Kind of, I mean, I a mean, horror movie was supposed to be violent. Not, well, not that get out was supposed to be violent. Right, but then it's also a genre too, where right. like we we going back to where we suspending our belief. This ain't all the way reality. There's right, right, ghosts right, right. and shit like that. Right. Um, like, let me ask you a question. You ever watch? John Woo films like The Killer, Hard Boiled, and shit like that. No, nah, I never, I never seen those. I heard about them, but I never seen them. Uh, I'm curious what you would think of those shits because those shits is bloody. As well, fuck. you know what I'm saying. I, I, I love them, but they get listen, ridiculous. I, I be watching them. Uh, it's a I forget the damn name of the movie. Saw. Nah, nah, nah. It's a Korean ultra violent joints. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Korean joint. Um, what's the name of that joint? Something the Devil. Something. Okay. And. Them shits, yeah. you know what I'm saying? AJ's just known for the ultra violent. It's a whole section of those types of movies where the, the killing get real right. crazy. And, you know, when you're talking about these movies that got to compete on a global scale, that's what they compete with. Cause, so if you're going to get in the violent game, mm-hmm. it's countries where, you know what I'm saying, the violent game is real, real, real. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, the way they making that shit is like nothing like I be seeing in the American movies. Not that I've watched all of them, but shit. This yeah. shit be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess correct. What was that movie, The Kingsman? You ever seen that movie, The Kingsman, with uh, Sam L. Jackson? And, uh, and you told me about it. You was the one where he played Russell Simmons. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember yeah. that one church scene, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit got kind of gory. They got yeah. busy in that. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I mean, you know. It's out there. It's, it's in, in entertainment, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, these are writers, you know what I'm saying? Just like in rap, man. These are writers writing fucking stories. I mean, I know sometimes you want to pass rap off as real, but it's just a a motherfucker with a pen or or his mind writing some shit to a beat. You know what I'm saying? Same as a motherfucker writing in a writer's room or in a motherfucking play or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
you know, these people are using the imagination and sometimes you trying to make your impact, you're pushing the imagination as far as you could push it as far like you said, if if the story holds it up, you're trying to push it as far as the story can hold it up. Right. You know, I, I you know, I don't take it no other kind of way, you know what I'm saying? But you know, when you got kids and shit, you you looking at it, you paying attention to it and you trying to trying to impart mm-hmm. that fact that this is just a motherfucker with a pen writing some shit. You know what I mean? Right. So, how do you deal with that when and when you were raising your kids with violent material? Did you ever or uh, great yeah, like, question? I mean, that's what I, like I said. I just said it. Like you know, you had to. I try to impart the difference between real shit and what somebody made up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All this shit, what you saying? Somebody made it up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What do you see when you go out in your real world? What do you see around around you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What What do you see happening every day? Because I mean, ironically, the biggest questions I got about you know what I'm saying violence and shit like that wasn't from no violent ass shit. It mm-hmm. was from everybody hates Chris. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody hates Chris is set in Bed-Stuy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kids. We live in Bed-Stuy. Right. So my kids were at, you know what I'm saying, private school, you know what I'm saying, around, you know, pretty much rich white kids. Mm-hmm. And, but they lived in Bed-Stuy. Right. So this was the first time they actually was like, you know, could see their life, a media representation of where they from. Right, and it was you know you had you know the cat made a robbed the store or something like that on the um on the show, and my son had questions. Mm-hmm. He was like you know what I'm saying yeah like you know uh, is that's what's happening out here right? I was like yeah it happens but it's not that's from one from a different era mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and and two it's not happening every day it's not you're gonna walk outside and mm-hmm. and somebody's just gonna rob you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you be aware of it but that could happen. At anywhere you anywhere where you at, you know right. what I'm saying. So, you know, you had to have the conversations regardless. But I just want to, I just like to impart the difference between real life and fiction. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I just know as a kid, for some reason, it kind of clicked from reading shit in school. Like you know when it was when I had a certain English class and they was breaking down the way stories are made. I think some Shakespeare shit or whatever was kind of like at the same time NWA was coming out. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I heard Cube use some of the same techniques that they were, you know what I'm saying? Right. That they were use that we were learning at the same time. It's like, damn, that motherfucker just used that shit, but with this kind of story. So I immediately took I aligned it together and I I took his shit for a story, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I knew gang and shit happened and I, but this shit what he was saying was just like a, a ultra entertaining way to put all of it right. together. So I always looked at it like that. I always looked at it like, okay, this is something somebody made up. And as somebody who writes shit and makes shit up too, you know what I'm saying, you understand the art of it. It's like, you know, we putting something together to entertain a motherfucker. You recognize it as a craft early. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, not real early, but early enough. <laughs> so I try to make sure that my kids understand that. You know what I'm saying? That this is this is a crap. Like, look, you know what I'm saying? When they could go with me somewhere and be behind the scenes and see how shit is working and see how, the difference between the actual product and then, you know what I mean? Right. What when they sit behind me and watch me edit something, you know, we putting something together, and they can see all what's really happening, but then they see the end product, they understand the difference between, you know, that product and that life. So I mean, that's how I try to do it. I don't know what stick yet because, you know, we still got a lot of living to do. Mm-hmm. 
Nah, that's dope though. That's dope that you can expose them to that type of stuff too. On the, you know, like how shit is made, how film and things of that nature is made. Because there's a lot of people that don't get that. You know, they don't they don't find that out until later on, or they just you read about it, so you logically can discern the two. Mm-hmm. But it's something to step on a set to see like how much is manipulating, how much is you know just. Like Vlad, when you were saying when they when they shot when they shot um a Bronx Life, how they replicated the apartment and how much yeah, that absolutely. shit, how real it looked. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know it wasn't. You know, right. like they did like a set. How they could make a set all the way down to the little detail. Oh shit! They even got the fucking right. they got the remote control sitting on that thing, and then you go pick up the remote control. Shit, light the you know right. like <laughs> it's it's something that'll blow your mind when you see that. It, it, it was funny because just the other day, my wife was um she was watching some clip from from Atlanta the show right effect show, and um. She was saying how she had just saw the dude who played, uh, what's the rapper name? Uh, Paperboy. Paperboy. The rapper who played, the dude who played Paperboy, she saw him in another show. Right. Like in a little side role. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so proud of him. He, he, you know what I'm saying? He he did this good, this, this basically this mainstream show. He right. did this mainstream show. I mean, he coming up. I'm proud of him. I'm like, don't you know the, the motherfucker went to Yale? He's a thespian. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like a real fucking actor, like a, a Yale trained actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that shit just blew. She was like, "What?" So she googled him, and then it just blew her mind that he just wasn't a regular dude that they picked up off the streets of Atlanta, right? (laughs) Because he plays that role so good, right? Yeah, because the first time I, I, yeah, that shit it'll blow your mind to find out like he's a theatrical. Was you the one told me about that? You was at the gym with him? Nah, he goes, he goes to the same gym. I seen him at the gym. Nah, 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 nah. And then, um, yeah, then I like. When you hear him talk, he don't sound nothing like people. It's almost right. like when you hear like Idris Elba right. speak, and you're like, "Oh, this motherfucker's from Britain. <laughs> he not Stringer Bell. Oh shit! <laughs> you know, guy's an actor. Is yo right. real actors? Shout out to the real actors because I've acted. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't study. Shout out to the real actors are out here shining. Mahershala, right. he right. went did some real shit. Wood Harris, he gave a a really good. Interview on the breakfast. I don't know if you saw that shit, but it was ill. But you know, he went and did some some studying, and mm-hmm. I think what my man's is good. Name, yeah, what is I mean? But what is? But to that point, what is good? I wouldn't have expected him. I didn't. I didn't. Not to say I wouldn't have expected him to be a classically trained actor, but now it makes so much sense because he's so good that every time he act, it looked effortless. Right. It's only a few. Like he looked. He right. could embody a character. Effortlessly, right. you don't even that shit. That shit is a he's a he's a but, beast. But now that Mahershala done blew up, yeah, and they started put out all the other shit that he's done. You know, this motherfucker's old Renaissance ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he was rapping, and playing shit. basketball, D one basketball, rapping and shit. Well, you gotta you gotta try <laughs> as many ways out. <laughs> I was doing all that shit. I'm trying to win. <laughs> he ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't just blew, just came on the scene and blew up. Yeah, I've been around working. But you know what though? But that that if you think about real life. Think about everybody you know growing up. Most of your cats tried their hand at a bunch of different shit. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, I remember. Shout out to Serena Kim. She called right. me a dilettante. I had to go look that <laughs> shit up. You try to you try all types of shit. I'm gonna try this. I remember growing up, I tried to DJ. You know what I right. mean? And what else? You know, the comedy shit. I mean, I'm doing that. That's what I do. But there was right. pl- it was various things that you pick up. Let me try this. Let me do that. That's that's interesting. Let me see. And I, I kind of encourage that. I kind of encourage that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, do it justice. Don't just right. do it just because. You right. know what I mean? Do some, do it justice. Don't do shit. it just cause. Do it because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you know, fam, you they're trying to start a twenty four hour black news network. That's bananas. Yeah, that's, that's bananas. I, 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 I put some bricks in that motherfucker. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I put some bricks in that building over that month. I was gonna send you. <laughs> I was gonna send you a link. To the press release, cause uh-huh. there's uh, some interesting word in there. What they say? Something about educating and detain. <laughs> ah. Anyway, hey man, listen man, it's a lot of people come through there. They, they, I think they, they just understand. You know, rest in peace, Dr. Hawkins. Dr. Hawkins understood that it was kids coming through there with a different idea of what they wanted than standard journalism, standard news, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they have been teaching one thing, you know what I'm saying, one way, news, 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 news. And then you started having kids coming through like, hey, what about this, what about that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they was like, eh, whatever, whatever. Just like when we was there, it was like, you know, how about we do it like this? Nah, we ain't not doing it like that. So right. what we did was we went and started our own show. Right. And that show hit, and that show was on real-ass TV, Doing real good. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Hawkins, he understood that, oh, wait a minute, it might be something to this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he went and, you know, raised, they raised up money and they built the, you know what I'm saying? You, you seen that shit. They built the whole fucking real ass studio building. Yeah. With brand new radio stations, brand new TV stations in there. And once you got it, it's like the best way to educate, you know what I'm saying, somebody, especially in that space in, in this time. Mm-hmm. It's put that shit to work. You got the facilities. You got better facilities than some of these main, you know what I'm saying? Not not big CNN, but like yeah. some of these regular ass TV stations that do this shit every day. Right. They got better facilities. Yeah. So the best way to put these kids to work and let them learn is to let them go in there and work it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think Dr. Hawkins saw that and he died, but you know what I'm saying? They're continuing that shit and- they are launching that network. And I think that's the best thing because, you know what I'm saying, you in school and they training you for jobs that don't even exist no more sometimes. You know what right, I mean? Right. So if you put them in the field and you really out here competing, you really know what's real. You really know what people are doing and what jobs are out there. Because you pay all this money, you go to college, and they, they, they you know what I'm saying, they pushing you to do one type of job, news, Regular six o'clock news. Right. And half of these networks ain't even doing it like that no more. Yeah. Half of these networks is halfway entertainment shows, halfway news. You know what I'm saying? You got you got the one day at one point news was an hour. Now that shit done recondensed back down to thirty minutes on on the local channel. Mm. So, you know, it ain't as many it ain't that many jobs for all these people coming out trying to do that shit. So you gotta figure that shit out another kind of way. Is my opinion. Well, that's dope. I think it's it's pretty fucking dope that they're gonna do it, and uh, I'm curious to see how it goes. I hope it. I hope it's successful. I hope it starts. You know, that's that's gonna be ill. That's gonna be dope. That's a that's a that's a uh, a big step. Congratulations to them cats over there. That's big. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of FAMU, go ahead. Um, Roy Wood Jr. put his hour out, I think, like two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, that yeah. shit was dope. Uh, Ali, did, did did you know him at all? I didn't, but he out of he out of the okay. Fan U J school too. He was he was younger okay. than me, so I didn't I didn't um, come across him. I think he dedicated to uh, yeah he, de- he dedicated he did, to Doctor Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. He did. Doctor, that's dope. Shit, Doctor Hawkins saved me. You know yeah, you saying? said that. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> 
I, I said it already. <laughs> no, I mean, you said that in past. You want oh, to speak I, I to know, it? I didn't know if I said it on the show, so nah. I didn't want to have to repeat a story I already told. Nah, speak to the But people. you know what I'm saying? I was, like I said, I was there. We, we did our show. He saw our potential. He saw what we was doing. And then I left. I, I left before I graduated to start my, my, my own company. And, um, you know, he basically checked in basically once a month, checking in, like, when you're coming back to school, make sure you come back to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when you in the real world, that time be slipping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You be in real, real life shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't be thinking about, you know, doubling back. Right. So, you know, he would always check in, make sure, you know what I'm saying, yo, you come back. So when I, um, when I did decide to come back, he was the first person I went to see. And it's kind of like the timing of it all was was such that had I came 10 minutes later, he would have been gone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I walked in. Shit, if I came two minutes later, he would have been gone. When I was walking in, he was walking out. And I was like, yo, Doc, I'm coming back to school. He's like, oh, man, that's good. He was like, I can't register you right now because I'm I'm headed out to um, we got a speaker. And he's like, you know what? You should come with me. So I came with him, and that's when – they, the speaker was Keith Klinkscales, the CEO of Vibe. Mm. And that's why I met Keith. That's how, you know what I'm saying? That's how I had a link to Vibe. And you know what I'm saying? That's why I felt like I could come to New York and get on at Vibe because I knew Keith. And, you know, Keith had looked out on some different things throughout the couple of years before I came to New York. So I was like, shit, I'm going to fuck with Keith when I get to New York. And that, that set my whole shit up. You know what I mean? And that's because, you know, Dr. Hawkins always had the diligence to, Reach out and make sure you straight when he know you fucking up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He know you out there doing young blackmail dumb shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what you doing? Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making music. Right. Bring your ass back to school. That's what's up. And then, you know, and so with that, you know, you could, you could, looking back, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times, you know, you get in these situations where you decide whether you're going to do school, you're going to do whatever, whatever. And, a lot of times the, the decision be over something real, real petty. Like, I think back, I wasn't in school over $1,500. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I owed school $1,500. That shit seemed like an insurmountable fucking right. <laughs> Herculean task yeah. to get $1,500. You know what I'm saying? And, and looking back at it now, it's like, that's stupid as fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, um... When we was doing the Yard Fest, you know what I'm saying, shout out to, uh, you know what I'm saying, DJ Venom, DJ Clean. Venom was this cat that was at Fan U. Mm-hmm. He was DJ the Yard Fest for me. He was in the same situation. He was like, man, I probably ain't going to go back. I ain't coming back next semester because shit. I owe these money. like $1,500. I'm like, man, do you know how little $1,500 is, man? Yeah. Man, go and get these people that money, man, and go and finish this shit, man. I think you got to get to the other side of $1,500 to realize... What fifteen hundred really is, though, you know, because at some point, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, you can let that shit spook you. But nobody's pulled me to the side, say, "Yo, son, right, yeah." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how you, you could get fifteen hundred dollars, right? Because <laughs> they knew. You know what I'm saying? But nobody did that. No, I'm saying, but yeah, my point is, sometimes if you got somebody that know, then you it's exposure at that point because fifteen hundred dollars, shit, fifteen hundred dollars. Felt like a lot of money that shit wasn't, till that shit not wasn't. that long ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> shit. It's been times, no, 15, listen, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you got to scramble and get that shit. Right. But to your point, like, 
sometimes that little you can make that hurdle a hurdle that's so small look so you, big. You, I, I gambled my whole entire life over that little bit of you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean it wasn't that little number, but because of that little bit of number. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do this over here right. to get this paper, and then I deal with that shit later. Man. You know what I'm saying? Which is, which is retarded right now. You know what I'm saying? To think it happens. Shit, I didn't go to Howard over seventy five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it wasn't over seventy five. Look, I, it was an application fee that was seventy five dollars. Right. Right. And um, everybody else was waving shit. You know what I mean? Like I was. You know, like I was, I ain't had no money. My pops had just passed. My stepfather just passed. My mom's passed. Like I, I was living with, like my stepfather's ex-wife. I was, we was, you know, right. you know, it was cool, but it wasn't. I, you know, I ain't think I could hit her for no paper. Right. And I didn't have that type of paper. Like I had right. some money, but I didn't, especially to gamble it, because right. it was still like. It might not happen, right? Right. And I right. might have, I might have got a uh, around the same time. I might have got a. Uh, what's the opposite of a you can get in letter? Uh, uh, dis, what is a, it? Denial. A denial letter. <laughs> I got a denial letter from a, from a school that everybody was like, "Yo, everybody can get in here." I'm not even gonna say the school because I don't disrespect nobody, but everybody. Well, Morgan State. Okay. <laughs> no, I was fucking so, with you. It was absolutely Morgan State. <laughs> Shout out to Morgan State. A lot of my family went to Morgan State. Exactly. One of my closest friends went to Morgan State. A lot of my, a lot of my people went to Morgan Cash State. Cash was like, yo, come to Morgan. You can get in. It's nothing. It's light work. Work. And my, my grades weren't terrible, but they weren't bananas. Right. And uh, Morgan politely was like, nah, fam. You nah, fam. take that shit somewhere else. And so with that type of knowledge... I don't know if I was ready to scrap up 75 to gamble. To risk. To risk on some shit that was, it looked like a longer shot. Right. So, um, yeah, so long story short, just like your 1500, 75 kept me away. It, nah, nah, sometimes it, it happens. It, it happens, man, you know, and it's and, dumb. And, that's re- and it's real life because, I mean, it's people, it's, it's situations now that I might look at be like that'll, that'll create an obstacle. That you know what I'm saying, that I probably shouldn't now. You know what I'm saying? It might not be $1,500, but it's like, you create these obstacles that that become bigger than what they really are. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and what I tried to learn to do is create more solutions than obstacles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If if an obstacle pop up, I'm trying to figure out, okay, let me get about four or five different solutions and, and start working on that and work on these solutions and keep the solution top of mind right. so that the obstacle don't become bigger than what it should be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that that that, be, that comes that's it's not just money, it's in personal relationships. That's dealing with your wife, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with my wife. My wife might be tripping about the dishes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Which could turn into a situation where y'all arguing about y'all arguing way too hard mm-hmm. about a motherfucker saucing some cups and shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and you had to realize that this this ain't no fucking this ain't this ain't no argument. You know what I'm saying? This 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 ain't even this shouldn't even be real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you try to you know I try to translate. Watch some no, I mean it's it's you you do yeah you you might you know if you know you left the motherfucking dishes in the sink. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes I might not do it because I might be preoccupied and I'm you know what I'm saying I'm right. a um. I could, you know what I'm saying, if I get focused, I could get, you know what I'm saying, absent-minded on that type of shit. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when I wake up out the fucking fog, I'm going to go ahead and bust some suds and shit, make sure, 
You know what I'm saying? My my mother, my little credit good at the crib. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. But and I'm not gonna feel no motherfucking kind of way about it. You shouldn't. <laughs> you committed. You know what I'm saying? The game. So, but back in the day, you might make that a big deal. Oh, motherfucker ain't finna make me motherfucker. No goddamn this yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck I look like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your ego be all in the way. All right. But it also, it's just perspective too. You <laughs> when you get through some shit. And you see how you could have done it differently, <laughs> and you're like, all right, you know, okay. I, now you got perspective. Now you know there's another option, right? Because in the dumb shit. Because really, the perspective really is that nine times out of ten, it ain't even about them dishes. Yeah, the shit about some other shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then once you realize that, then then it, it alleviates that shit. You could you could knock off the problem before it even gets started. You know what I'm saying? That's so you got to try to keep your mind on. What the real shit is at all times. That's that's with all this shit. It's deeper than dishes. Deeper than dishes. There you go. Let me say this because we we plat like we uh, like briefly spoke on it in comparison to Logan. But I do want to say I saw Get Out this weekend. That shit is dope. That's a fucking good ass movie. That man, yeah, yeah. I I I, I want to see it, man. Yeah, that shit is fire, man. Jordan Peele killed it. Fucking shout out to Lil Rel. Lil Rel destroyed that shit. Lil Rel is fucking. He damn near the hero of the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was. A, it was just a. It was a great movie. I liked how. I said. Um, I like how Jordan Peele used the horror genre mm-hmm. to tell a, a story about racism or whatever, right. but just. It was kind of like how a producer would flip a sample and create a whole different type of song. Right. Like it was, it was ill. Cause I'm not a horror kind of guy. Right. I respect it. It's cool. This shit was dope. I like, like the premise. You know what I'm saying? Killed it. When I first saw the first preview for it, I didn't think it was a horror movie. I thought it was just some old ill shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm gonna go check that shit out. Man. Yeah. Nah. It's it's worth checking out. It's, it's a good time, man. It's a good time to be trying different ideas and shit, man. Yeah. Vlad, I, I like know the you out there like, writing. What you say, Vlad? I yeah. Ain't... I like. Yeah. I like the fact that um that Jordan did a horror film. Like, I think what happens is especially in Hollywood, what happens is that the agents try to do their best job on how to sell you. Right. So, you know, with no malintent, they sell you as a comedian, they sell you as a joke writer, they sell you as a funny person, you know? Right. And I saw an interview with Jordan where they said to him, when he first brought the idea, it was like, oh, I have a horror film. And his agents were like, uh, no, you got to keep doing comedy. Right. And I think the fact that Jordan did the film as a horror film, they're going to have to watch it. It just shows how intelligent comedians are. Mm-hmm. And how hard comedy is, like, it still pisses me off that there's no Oscar for comedy. You know, it's a, it's a genuine task. And again, Damon, I haven't seen it, but you told me that he did the horror film and there were comedic moments in it. Yeah, there's some shit in there that make you laugh. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just happy that a comedian, yeah, there's a comedian was able to do this genre, put comedy in it. And it just shows how, how, how a comedian can be just wide. You know, he has a breadth of things he can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear that. I think, I mean, I've always, maybe it's not the most popular opinion, but I feel like, Comedy is so transferable. Like if you could do comedy, I think you could you could do drama. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because, man. Absolutely. You know, if you if you cause a lot of what comes across in comedy is real moments, right? It's it's trying to show, you know, it's just it's your take on something real. So to set the stage or to build the tension of the joke, you gotta be true to what that moment is. If you're talking about arguing with your wife, you kind of got to build that drama just so people are invested in the payoff. You know what I mean? I think I think that, uh, I, you know, it, I think it's been over years and years that you've seen just 
how easily like comedians would come in and just start rocking, doing all types of other shit, you know? Um, so it's dope, man. Like, I'm excited for Kevin's new project. You know, he's doing that remake of that French film I told you about. And uh, You ain't tell me about it. it some, tell us all uh, about it. <laughs> Kevin's doing a film that's a remake of a French film. I Kevin Hart? It, but it's about... Kevin Hart. Okay. <laughs> Kevin. First um, name basis. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> well, when you say Kevin, I mean, you know, uh, Kevin. Uh, but um, <laughs> well, I'm just excited. You get money that Kevin, now. You, you get know, money now. You get yeah, money. Well, go by has, one name. You know, <laughs> that's Kevin. You know, oh, it has dramatic man, elements Kev. to it. And it's dope to see Kevin, Kevin uh, branch out like that. Okay. Yeah, nah, that's what's up. When it come out? Uh, well, they're shooting now, so they haven't announced the release date. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's dope. You, it's him I, and, mean, uh, I mean, are you excited? I know you out there writing and shit. You know what I'm saying? You in Los Angeles. You in Hollywood. You out there writing. You out there pitching. You know what I'm saying? How does it feel for you that that you right there on the cusp of this shit, pitching and, you know what I'm saying, in these same conversations? How does it feel to you? Are you excited? It's frustrating, man. It's, it's frustrating because uh, you always feel you always feel like you're at the one yard line mm-hmm. and you know, nothing is set in stone until you get the offer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always my question to my team. Like, did we get the offer? Cause you know, your team try to hype you up. Hey, listen, man, this guy loves you. He's interested in you. It's looking good. And I go, did you get the offer? And they're like, we're working on it. <laughs> right. But as far as, it, it, it really... but as far as trying new things and, 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 and opening up your creativity, is that in the play, because of the things that's going on and the different, you know what I'm saying, things that are opening up for comedians, by comedians, and, and all that shit, is that opening you up in your idea process? Absolutely, man. I think it goes back, it goes back to Damien's conversation about the $75. Mm-hmm. Um, this business, and I think life in general, is about paying that $75, even though you may not get in. Right. That's life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to pay them $75, and God is going to be like, I may give it to you, I may not, but you're going you're gonna to learn something from this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and my biggest fear, man, like, my biggest fear, one of my biggest fears is not looking like, is looking like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That drives me crazy, man. I don't know where I get it from from childhood, but to not look like I know what I'm doing is something I'm, wor- you know, I've been working on for the past few years, like, you know, I've never written a film, but I got film ideas, so I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta take some bumps and bruises and present my ideas, right. uh, just so I can get to a place where I'm refined enough to to craft uh, something that somebody else can have confidence in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But you know, shit. If you're gonna do it, you got to do it because you you can't wait till you feel like you know what you're doing on the film. You'll be waiting a long time. You just gotta write. Absolutely, that shit, man. You know That's yeah, absolutely. You Absolutely. gotta write that shit, and you know what I'm saying. Get them other motherfuckers that know what they're doing on your team. Like Denzel said, you gotta you gotta fall forward. Yeah, you gotta fall forward. You gotta fall trying. Goddamn, can't be afraid yeah, to cause fail. Denzel, yeah, because Denzel said, you know, a lot of us fall back. You fall backwards. You gotta fall forward. You gotta keep going, moving, moving, moving ahead. Mm. Listen. So, and it's hard sometimes, but you know that's you, it's no alternative. Listen, you're gonna always be in a situation where you don't know. You know what I mean? Because if you're gonna grow, yeah. if you coming up, if you come up. Say you, you write a movie like Jordan Peele got that movie right now and it hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That shit hit. And they like, oh, he's a motherfucking genius for this shit. He got to do that shit again. And he probably had to do it at another level with another budget that, you know what I'm saying, he might end up feel like he don't know what he's doing at that level. But he going to have to do it. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or he going to stay, you know what I'm saying, stay steady. You know, so no matter how high you get, if you're trying to go higher, you're going to have to start, you're going you're gonna to be a novice at some point again. You gotta, Absolutely. You and you got to take your ego, take your ego out of it. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep that upstart energy, man. Like, you know what I mean? Because the, the, you know, the, the ego's vain, man. The ego likes to look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The ego don't like the ego. The ego don't like feeling like the, the ego hates taking an L. I think, <laughs> he hates taking an L. <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, you know what though? I think uh, just like that seventy five dollars, like that fifteen hundred dollars. I think you learned so much on the other side of that L. Yeah. You learned that that L didn't fucking destroy you, and then nah. you know it might even put you in a conversation to where people be like, "Yo, I seen why you took that L. I can help you get that W." Yeah, you know you can't be afraid to lose out here. Cause once you, once you, once you just that's that's the part where I'm saying like it's like you might lose. This the, the I don't give a fuck part. You know what I'm saying? You might lose, you might catch the L, but shit, fuck it. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm prepared as I'ma be, and I'ma try this shit. And if that, you know, that's it, man. I I that's all I got, man. And that's Absolutely, what I'ma go. Man. That means shit. I be I try to put myself in that position fucking every week, cause. I don't want to stay where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm trying to go to where I'm trying to go, and I know there's motherfuckers out there that, that got more shit and more experience and better equipment and all that shit, but I, hey, I'm fucking throw my shit in the ring. Absolutely, might as well. <laughs> shit, if not now, when? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Listen. Where you at this week, Vlad? Let the people know. I will be I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan at Laugh Fest. I'm there Thursday through uh through Sunday. Right. Okay. Man, I'm about to be in Queens. Actually, I'm about to be in a club right now all night and then all day tomorrow shooting in Queens with this rapper uh F1 Joe. Signed to Warner Brothers, you know what I'm saying? He got a project coming out. We shooting a little documentary on him. Like uh-huh. a, like a um Four part documentary. Okay. And uh, so we we shooting that. He from out there in Queens. He walk a flock of cousin actually. Oh, where? What yeah, club but he, a new, he like a New York cat. Um, some club in Long Island City. I I, I had to oh, hit shit. you up. I don't, I don't know the name of Damn. it, man. I really, really, you know, what I'm saying, I ain't really about this. Go to the club at two o'clock in the morning to shoot type action. Oh, that's where it starts. <laughs> that's hey, what time we sugar, sugar daddies. We gonna be a sugar daddy. All right. <laughs> hey man, that's woo. Then yeah, then up for an eight o'clock call. In you gonna the morning? take a nap before the shoot? I'm taking a disco <laughs> nap as soon as I get off this mic. Are you good at naps? I'm good at getting. I'm good at knowing that I better get a nap because I ain't gonna sleep. But can you shut down? I know you can. Oh know. yeah, I could. I could. I you could, could, I could lay that shit down. You could shut down, Vlad. Then, oh man, I'm, I'm a great napper. I, I got that deep meditative, slow your heart down, all that shit. That's good. I can't do it sometimes. But anyway, let's continue this shutdown. We about to pull up out of here. Uh, where am I? I'm in the city this week. Uh, I'll be tweeting about it. I'm doing spots all over the city. And, uh, you know. Oh, before we go, I just I would like to send a, a rest in peace to, to George Pitts, who was the photography director of Vibe Magazine. Right, for 10 years. Like yeah. the first 10 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kinda. All that fly, all them fly pictures, you know what I'm saying? Set that aesthetic. That was, yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, salute to that man. He was he was brilliant, creative. We were just you know we were just talking about him, and uh, you know as always, tell a friend to tell a friend to get in the conversation. We out.
thing of it all is to be in the conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.